1: Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. Today's episode is focusing on periods, also known as menstrual cycles. Specifically, we're going to talk about celebrating periods. To help us out, Caitlin McGuire, the creator of Bloody Awesome Period Parties, has joined us. Caitlin, would you like to say hi to our listeners?
2: Yes. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on, Lori. I'm super excited.
1: Well, I thank you for being here and I need to let you know that, you know, it's so neat. Caitlin reached out to me when she heard about the Puberty Prof Podcast and it's so neat to hear about another person wanting to celebrate the natural occurrences that happen to us. So if you're a person that's like, this is an interesting concept or weird to me. Listen in. There are ways that we can talk with our young people about how to appreciate what their body is going through. And I'm also going to do a plug in here about the Talk Puberty app. If you're not sure how to talk with your young person about these changes as well, not just the physical, as well as the emotional, mental, social ones, check out the Talk Puberty app. And That will provide a whole variety of questions for how to talk about changes that most children experience, changes for most girls, changes for most boys, as well as other topics that usually are asked about when we talk about physical body changes. You can also check out my book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. That is a Mom's Choice Award winner, as well as the Bread Medallion and Wishing Shelf Award winner. So again, Caitlin, thank you for being here. And would you mind telling us a little bit about who you are and your background?
2: Yeah, so my background's actually in business. So I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I went to Madison and I studied marketing and management as well as gender and women's studies. Um, I think if I would have been better at math and science, I would have landed in the healthcare field. But here we are. But after graduating, I joined the wonderful world of digital marketing, which I really enjoyed but felt like I wasn't really making the impact that I wanted to and have always been a big fan of women's health and wanted to get into the women's health field. So that's where I started brainstorming ways to do so and came up with the idea of Bloody Awesome. So as Lori mentioned, Bloody Awesome is uh, Bloody Awesome period parties. So we throw period parties, um, really looking to normalize and destigmatize menstruation and periods and make this time a time to celebrate. I mean, I think it's super cool that we can bleed for seven days and not die. And that's incredible and should be celebrated. And the shame is so unnecessary and frustrating. And I think that there's a lot we can do to start talking about this as an exciting time in our lives versus a time to be scared or feel gross or uncertain about things. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where bloody awesome came from. I actually, I'll probably go into this a little bit more later, but My mom threw me a period party when I got my period way back in the early 2000s and it was an amazing, amazing time and I'm so grateful for it. So that's my background. Um, That's where Bloody Awesome came from. I'm really excited to be talking more about it today too.
1: So what is a puberty party in your eyes?
2: Yes. So it's really a time to celebrate menstruation. So I think I will, maybe I'll start by talking about my experience. I think that that would be Maybe a helpful place to begin. Um, So I had a period party when I got my period and we made homemade t-shirts. They had like felt pen period party t-shirts, wore pads as name tags. Everyone was dressed in red. My mom made a uterus pinata. We went out to eat. It was like just a night to celebrate me and my getting my period. And we also had a lot of opportunity to ask questions. So it was a really safe space for me and the other girls at the party to ask the questions that we had and really start to understand what was happening to our bodies while feeling loved and celebrated and really making this an exciting time. I think it's really just meant to provide a space for girls and and menstruators to uh, feel confident in themselves and feel good about their changes that their bodies are going through and just spend a night being unapologetically themselves. I think a lot of times in grade school and middle school, we can feel like we're trying to conform to a certain type of person or body or way of life. And it was just a night to allow myself to be a hundred percent me. And I think that's the beauty of the period party and just why I want more people to experience it.
1: Do you know where your mother came up with this idea? What, like, what prompted her? Yes.
2: So my mom and her best friend, her best friend is an OBGYN. So she came with like the medical background and they, honestly, I think that they were out for a drink one night and we're like, wouldn't this be so funny if we threw a period party and decided to throw a period party. So I think back in 2017, a tweet went viral where period parties became more of a mainstream concept. And I can still remember my mom calling me and being like, we did this first. Like that was us. We did this first. <laughs> like, yes, good job. Good job. <laughs> so I think it really, um, it just came from them wanting us to feel confident and loved and celebrated during this time. Cause I don't think either my mom or my best friend's mom had that experience when they got their periods and they were trying to change the narrative there.
1: I think it's really such a paradigm shift in which I know like Dr. Fatu Forna, she has puberty parties and she has her partner, a pediatrician, who also helps her regarding those that identify as male. Uh, She usually does the ones that identify as female and they support this celebration. Yet, when we talk to others, it's like, what? Yet, what's your perspective? Like, I'm sure even when you had the party, others were like, what's going on in your house? Other peers? So tell us about that.
2: Yes. I think there was, I remember coming to the playground and being like, you guys, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm getting a period party. And all my friends were like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) You're doing what now? (laughs) And I think there is a little hesitation around like, is this weird? Like, is this normal? Should we be doing this? And I think I, I totally understand, like, it's kind of crazy to make a uterus cake and celebrate bleeding. But I also think that for so long, the narrative has been shame and this is icky and this is gross and you should hide your tampons in your sleeves and don't talk about this monthly activity, even though over 50% of the population is going through it. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like making it a time of celebration really shifts us completely to the other side. You know, like I, the pendulum needs to go all the way back over. And I think that uh, by providing a space to celebrate versus just talking about it, even is. Uh, helping us change that narrative more. And I mean, as somebody who had a period party, I can vouch. I genuinely believe it changed my entire perspective on puberty and myself. And I think I just went into middle school. I mean, I got my period really young, but into middle school and high school with so much more confidence than I would have had. Um, And I'm pretty extroverted, but my sister is like, super introverted, one of the most introverted people I know. And she loved her period party. So, I think as long as you create a space that's encouraging for your child, and I mean, you know them best. And so, you can really create that environment that they thrive in. So, maybe less people if they're more introverted or just close friends. Um, but it can just be a really positive time and a really encouraging place to feel good about yourself when you might not always feel good about yourself.
1: And I love how you. You recognized that this helped you be like, "Hey, this is cool. This is like this is not a negative thing because it seems like in certain areas of our communities, in the states, even in other parts of the world, it's like these changes are okay. We don't want to talk about it, And when we do, it has to be within this certain amount of time, like we're going to have the puberty talk in schools, and I'm so grateful that when I was a teacher, we just infuse this as part of our curriculum. And any time that kids had a question, we could go there as long as it fit into our content. It wouldn't take us off task, but even if it did, sometimes we needed to, because this is a life event and why not be excited about it? And some of my students would go like, oh no, you know, our parents don't want to talk to us. It's like, no, it's okay to talk about it. And it's not, it seems like, even school districts, like sometimes administrators are nervous about what questions are going to arise. But puberty, I mean, this is basic life events. And why can't we talk the truth about the truth regarding it? So I love your energy here, Caitlin. And would you tell us you created this bloody awesome box? What is that?
2: Yes. So this is our like flagship product, and it really has everything you need to throw a period party. So in the box, there's decorations, there's swag, there's temporary tattoos because every good party has them. And there's two games. And I think the games are really the piece that I'm most excited about because they are one, super fun, and two, um, provide a space to ask questions. So one, we have pin the pad on the vagina, which is like pin the tail on the donkey, but just way more fun. Um, And then we have period bingo. And period bingo has every tile is a different word related to menstruation and then as you're going through the bingo game we've provided cards with the definitions so it's fun but it's also super educational it is a game that we played at my period party and it really allows you to one learn words that you might not have heard before and to ask about the questions ask questions about the ones that you have but yeah so the buddy awesome box is really just period party in a box provides all the things that you need in order to throw the celebration.
1: I love how this is lessening the shame of having a menstrual cycle, because we know that some people in the world, if they have a menstrual cycle, they're not even allowed to go to school. So changing this paradigm is so wonderful because this is a natural process.
2: Totally agreed. I, that is hundred percent where this is all coming from. I, I just like, I love when I get my period, I'm like, this is cool. Like, menstruators are kind of the best <laughs> we should be talking about it as such versus being so hidden and secretive and shameful about the situation.
1: So, well, I think this natural process of our bodies, if you have a uterus and a cycle, our bodies naturally cleanse itself approximately one time a month. That's a pretty powerful thing. And that's what I've tried to teach in the past. Like this is like, wow, it's, it's a natural cleansing Action of our bodies. So to not look at it as ugh. Yes, sometimes we will have cramps, and I'm sure that you refer to that in your in your awesome box. That cramps can happen. Do you have any words of advice for people that get cramps?
2: I um, have actually found a lot of success with using a menstrual cup. Um, I personally use one, and it's helped with my cramps tenfold. I think just the way that it sits in my body is exactly how I need. Also heating pads are life-saving as well as herbal teas, warm water, hot showers, all that good stuff. I've also found success with, but I truly like plug for the menstrual cup. It's the greatest thing in the world. I didn't wear mine the other day because I couldn't find it. And I was miserable. My cramps were so bad. And then I wore it the next day and it was like night and day better. So that's my personal body that's worked for me. But I think Teas and heating pads are also a a great, great option.
1: Okay. And I'm sure that for the menstrual cup, it'll depend upon your body because if you're having relief and we don't know, I haven't seen the studies yet. If that's a, an actual relief thing from cramps, I don't know if you've seen anything yet.
2: Yes. Some studies have been done that say that it is, but obviously all bodies are different. So I think it's, you got to try out what works for you, but there have been studies done that say the way that it sits in your vagina actually supports like cramp reduction.
1: Oh, wow. Really interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. And which if you're listening in and you have a Menstrual cycle, or if you're going to realize that all of us, we get to choose what we want to use to collect those fluids. We can use pads. I was a pad user for most of my life because I felt comfortable with that. The menstrual cup that was created later, and then I went to the menstrual cup, but I didn't really like Tampa. It's just not me, but I know a lot of other people that identify as female and have a vaginal opening. They love it for their menstrual periods. So everybody is different. So please, you know, realize if you're listening in as a young person, you get to figure out what you like best. You have options out there. Yes. Now I, I need to say this, because, in case somebody's listening in and they're like, "Well, you know my my young person has their period and we didn't celebrate, first, you can still celebrate at any time, even if they've had a period. You agree, Caitlin. I see your head going oh, up yeah. and down there.
2: I mean, I'm encouraging like if you're fifty throw a period party, everyone should get a period party at some point in their lives." <laughs>
1: And I'm a celebrator. You can ask my partner. It's like his birthday. I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate (laughs) mine and any other event that occurs. I love celebrating because joy is so important for us in our lives. Now, number two, what I want to say to that is I knew that if I was going to have a young person in my household that was going to experience a menarche, which is the first period or a menstrual cycle, I was going to purchase for the person a, a very small ruby ring. So if somebody's thinking of an idea for their young person, uh, I didn't have that opportunity within my own my own household, but I just thought that would be the neatest idea because it does, you know, the ruby is a red color, reddish, and it represents to honor that this happens to your body instead of it as a punishment. No, this is really neat that your body does this. So again, for you listeners out there, consider doing something like having a period party, getting the bloody awesome box, getting a little ruby ring or another red ring. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's more about the symbolism. Because throughout history, there has been symbolic times as people grew up. And you can look into the history. You can even talk to your children about that, like how in certain religions or certain cultures, they used to celebrate a lot. Some still do. And it's okay that we celebrate these events. Now, Caitlin, what other recommendations do you have for young people regarding going through puberty overall?
2: Yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice would be just know you're not alone. I think this can feel super isolating at times and kind of scary and not sure where to go, but a lot of people are going through the exact same thing and we all made it, you know, like it can be a little uncertain. So stay confident in yourself and your bodies and all these changes are really beautiful, wonderful things, and so you should feel good about that. I'd also encourage young people to educate themselves. I think we touched on this a little earlier, but sometimes the education system doesn't do the greatest job, so I encourage you all to go out and find resources and learn more about what's happening to your body, because I think education is the greatest thing you can arm yourself with in these situations and better understand that a lot of things that we've been taught aren't normal are super, super normal. and. A lot of people are going through the same thing. So, I mean, we have some resources on our site. I know that there's a lot of awesome resources out there, and I'm sure your schools also have resources that you can look into. So the more you know, the better I think puberty will be for you. And just stay confident. Stay feeling good about yourself. This is an exciting time, and you should feel excited about all the changes that are coming.
1: If anybody needs additional resources too, please feel free to connect with me. You can send an email to pubertyprof at gmail.com or go to pubertyprof.com and fill out a comment box specific to what you're looking for. I do have some resources on my website too, pubertyprof.com or laurierichel.com. Kidshealth.org, by the way, is a really strong resource for young people, teens, as well as caregivers. And then there's others that I know something that's coming out soon. That's going to be so wonderful for a variety of audiences. So please consider connecting with myself yet. How can they also get in touch with you, Caitlin?
2: Yeah. So you can either head to our website. It's bloodyawesome.co or feel free to email me directly. It's Caitlin.mcguire at bloodyawesome.co. Feel free to email me directly. I am always happy to answer questions um, or direct people who, to people who uh, may be able to better answer questions. So I am happy to talk more if anyone's interested.
1: Now, before we sign off, do you have any other comments or thoughts, whether it be to caregivers, including parents, teachers, like health teachers or others, or young people themselves?
2: Yeah, I think the final piece of advice I have is for caregivers and parents and just staying open and staying honest with your kids. I think this can be an uncomfortable topic at times and it doesn't need to be. And I mean, for all the moms or fellow menstruators out there who are talking to their children, you went through this. So talk about your experiences. I I know it, it definitely made it less scary for me knowing that my mom was open and honest and available for all of my many questions. And I would encourage you to do the same for your children. I think it's a really special time in your child's life and um, it makes it a lot easier and a feel a lot more special if it can be an open conversation and an exciting time within the home.
1: Thank you, Caitlin. And I love, love, love your energy. Thank you. This has been so fun. Continue the positive work that you're doing and that work of creating that paradigm shift from, oh, we don't want our periods to, hey, let's celebrate. This is really neat. And those of you that don't get a period, that don't have a menstrual cycle, celebrate what your body does do as well as the other opportunities you take, whether it be mentally, emotionally, socially. This is a great time in your life in which you're figuring out more of who you are. So have fun with that. So I thank everybody here for listening in. Caitlin, I appreciate you being here today. Thank you.
2: Thank you. This has been great. And thanks everyone for listening.
1: Thanks to our listeners for listening. And if you want more information, go to the description of this episode. There is a link for Caitlin's bloody awesome box, as well as other information that she has. So if you want to get in touch with her, you can too. Just look at the description. There's also a link for the Talk Puberty app. Again, a lot of people are saying it's helping them, even for parents looking at it, just to see what simple answers are to basic questions that children ask, as well as the common questions children ask about puberty book. And if you have any questions, always feel free to reach out to myself, any of my guests. We want to make sure that children are receiving the information that helps empower them to be happier and healthier teenagers and adults. So again, thanks for listening and have a happy and healthy day.
0: Thank you for listening to the Puberty Prof Podcast